podcast that's dedicated to the explained of thrones my name is rodney i like to say hi to the rod pod squad i am known as a familiar and have watched all of game of thrones i am partnered up with shane what's up podcast people and we take a journey through westeros uh season by season episode by episode and we explain it to the unfamiliar matt loop true <laughs> It's so good to see you. <laughs> oh man, that reminded me of uh, Warriors. Warriors, come out and play. That's funny. Um, I was more going for a um, breast milk. <laughs> you make my day. Yeah, <laughs> that's one hundred percent Cambodian breast milk, baby. <laughs> That's funny. All right, guys. So it's been a while. So what have you been up to? Uh, home repair. Home repair? Oh. Yeah. Got like, a few things break. You got to get them fixed. Oh, that's usually what a home repair is. Yeah. <laughs> do you do it yourself or do you have to hire somebody? I tried one myself and it didn't work. So we oh. called somebody. Gotcha. Yeah. But shout out to uh, my brother-in-law, Dave. He came over for a couple hours today in the very hot sun to help me dig a hole in the front yard uh, before oh. I called it quits. And yeah. Why, why are you digging a hole? Our water line broke. Oh, that's oh your water line. I thought you said you had a water leak, but I didn't. Wow. Yeah. A couple years ago, uh, a similar thing. It cracked. There was like a rock underneath it, and like you know the earth shifts, whatever. Um, and so I dug it out and got a, a patch for it. And same thing, but like four feet down. So dug it out, uh, fixed it, but. Apparently, I loosened the first one, so it worked for the first part of the night, and then we fell asleep, and I woke up this morning, uh, turned on the sink, and it was barely coming out, so I was like, oh, shit, so I run out front, and the, the hole I dug was full of water, and it was just gushing into the streets. Oh, so, man. Uh, yeah. So how big is your water bill going to be? Last time it was a couple four hundred dollar bills. Uh, <laughs> a couple four hundred. This time, yeah. This time, uh, hopefully, it's only a few hundred. Hopefully, I caught it soon enough. I don't know. Jiminy Cricket. The, the water company won't come out and fix it. No, it's uh, it's ours from from the the street to the house. I find that to be complete horseshit. <clears throat> it's past that. It's theirs. But from the meter to the house, it's ours. Mm. That sucks. Yeah. How about you, Matt? What have you been up to? 
Uh, nothing. I don't think. Um, work every day. Um, children. Days are just flying by, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Dogs. Marriage. Um, severe depression. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> no i mean you know uh little stuff around the house um not looking to, forward to things like that happening to us um but um yeah just uh you know trying to get by in this new world that we're living in so right yeah. how about you rodney uh not much here either just working and still unpacking like we're we need to paint walls but can't decide what paint and hang up you said stuff that like two weeks ago i know i know <laughs> and we still haven't decided apparently we're going to hire an in uh interior designer to tell us what to paint so that's exciting really yeah so apparently um there's uh two big paint companies I don't want to throw them out unless they want to endorse us, but um, they will. You pay a hundred dollars, they'll come in and tell you which walls to paint because of like the way your house is set up, uh, the the best colors to use or whatever. But then you get like a fifty dollar credit towards their paint. Um, so I don't know. We'll we're discussing it, <laughs> which means we're going to do it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But um, that's it for me, really. I, I mean, how about Fourth of July? How'd you guys? What'd you guys do? Uh, uh, we 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 barbecued, um, and then uh, my family played a game. Um, it's called Chunky Monkey Business, um, and the way it works is you so similar to how like so Chunky Monkey is a phrase. Monkey business is a phrase. So you are given one word uh, at the top, one word at the bottom, and you have to figure out what the word is in the middle. Um, it's kind of so, like uh, uh, Wheel of Fortune. Don't, don't they do that sometimes? Yes, yeah. Beginning and end, and you get kind of a mixture of the two. So there is a monkey, a uh, little toy monkey that comes in the game. And uh, so it's in the middle. And so to be able to answer, because, you know, obviously it's just going to become like a shouting match uh, if you don't have like some sort of order. So you have to grab the monkey and that's when you say your like the, the answer that you think it is. So, oh, OK, so I'm going to give you guys one. You guys ready? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm just going to say blank in the middle. Uh Three point blank in the dark. Three point blank monkey, in monkey. the dark. Okay, monkey. Shane. Shane. Three point shot in the dark. Yes. Correct. Oh, I was supposed to say monkey, monkey. Well, you didn't have to, but I cannot tell you how much I appreciate that someone did. <laughs> oh. Cool. So, yeah, it's, it's stuff like that. Um, we've been playing a lot of that. So, um, randomly during the day i'll just like have a thought of like 
<laughs> one that's like not on a card and i was like oh that would work yeah it's a it's a very fun game one more one more one more one more okay yeah. all right let me pick from a card okay oh, okay you guys ready this one i just remember from my uh <laughs> it's my favorite card all right powdered blank daddy Powdered blank daddy. Yes, I got it, Rodney. But go ahead and try. I uh, go ahead. Powdered sugar daddy. <laughs> yeah. So I started shimmying my shoulders and referring to myself as powdered sugar daddy because. <laughs> I, I, I oh, won. I see. So it's tooth. Oh, I I get it now. I didn't realize it. Yes. Yes. Okay. So it's powdered sugar, and sugar daddy. Um, so it's like before and after on Wheel of Fortune. Yes, exactly. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Um, so yeah, um, super fun game. And um, the way it works is uh, the cards on the back of a card, it'll either say Chunky, Monkey, or Business, and you have to collect all three, and then at that point you win. Cool. So yeah, cool. super That's fun. Cool. Really, it's like, annoying. Um, it's like when there's like four chunkies in a row, and then you're just like sitting there with like a business card, four chunkies, and then it's finally time for a monkey, but it's your turn to read, so you don't even get a chance to win. Um, but yeah, fun game. So it's like uh, cool. Cards Against Humanity, where it's just cards, right? No, no board or nothing. Right. Yeah, just cards, and then the little toy monkey. So. Cool. Yeah. I recommend it for any family stuck at home during all of this stuff. No, oh, yeah. yeah, no, that's cool. That's super fun. Um, are you guys watching anything new? Catching up on anything? Um. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it's been two weeks since we recorded an episode. Um. And uh, I feel like I've seen a lot of stuff in the last two weeks. Um, been catching up on some movies. Um, the Invisible Man, which came out in February. Um, I know I, I texted Shane about this. It was fantastic. Um, yeah, it's good. I absolutely loved it. Um, Shane, have you, have you seen it yet? Yeah, yeah, I checked it out. Did you like it? Yeah, yeah it was good. Yeah. Um, um, did you ever see his face? Yes. Ah, cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's like a, you know, futuristic kind of take on the invisible man and it's yeah. pretty, pretty badass. Yeah. Um, super good. Um, it like it's, it's in the, the horror genre, but it's more of like a thriller. Um, yeah. Super suspenseful. Yeah. Yes, like they they build tension so well. Like you, there's jump scares that shouldn't even exist just be just based off of the tension that it builds. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, really good movie. Um, the Vast of Night, which is on Amazon Prime. It's only ninety minutes. It's a sci-fi movie. That was really good. Um, I'm trying to think what else did I watch? I feel like I watched more stuff, but I was not prepared. Um, 
I'm rewatching Fresh Prince of Bel Air on HBO Max. Um, it's really, really good. Um, oh, uh, I watched The Wedding Planner for the first time. Um, that's it's like an old it's an old rom com. Uh, it has J Lo and Matthew. McConaughey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, like one of the all time best. It's not bad, but it like man, the main characters are not very likable. Um, <laughs> they're not. It's just like oh, here's a dude that really wants to cheat on the girl he's about to marry, and here's a girl that like is totally ignoring this guy that that loves her just because like. This, uh, she kind of wants to know what it's like to hook up with, I don't know, a, a guy from Texas? I don't know. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, it was fine. It was just, yeah, hard to root for, for those people. Right, uh, right. And uh, I'll say that's it. I'm sure I've, I've seen more, but go ahead. Shane? Um, we started... Um... Cobra Kai. Yes. We're, I think we're two episodes into season two. Not bad, uh, right? Uh, come <laughs> on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's entertaining. Um, Johnny, man, he, oh, the stuff he says. Right. Uh, <laughs> so is about it. So cringy. Just all the <laughs> stuff that he says. He's like this old fashioned. Oh man, it's it, yeah. Some of it's really bad. Um, yeah, I mean, to to be honest, uh, we probably wouldn't have got past a couple episodes. But uh, I love you. I respect your opinion, and we're gonna stick it through to All to right. finish. It. Thank you. I appreciate that. That that makes uh, my heart feel so good. I don't. Cause... I don't get the whole. You know, LaRusso is the bad guy. I think they're both just kind of there. And I don't know if it's, you know, too much kind of anti-hero stuff I've been watching. But I I mean, I see. I mean, it's definitely a redemption story. I, I get it. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's got its moments. Okay. It's good. I It's really good. It gets better uh, next season. And the third season's coming out. So, yeah. Yeah, I've uh, been doing a lot of podcasts. Um, the Fantasy Footballers is uh, my main fantasy football podcast. They do a Spitballers podcast. It's a comedy, uh, family friendly, uh, just ridiculous stuff. Um, I burned through all that in the past few weeks. Um, and I started, um, was it Booked, right? Yep. What's it called? Um, that- Spooked. spooked spooked okay it's it's really good but um it's kind of hard to listen to when you're at work by yourself <laughs> i'm looking for something else to to binge um and i found it's not really binge but i found uh, silence is not an option um just kind of about the current state of the world and everything and uh, Black Lives Matter and everything. I'm just trying to, I guess, educate myself on, uh, you know, what's going on because, uh, you know, there's uh, some family members that feel a certain way and I, I'm kind of, you know, feel a different way. And then the wife comes home and, you know, she's talking with her family. She wants to talk to me about it, but I, 
like I said, I really don't know too much, so I'm just trying to learn about that. Oh, there. I just thought of something uh-huh. when Shane was talking about Spooked. Um, the main <laughs> thing that I watched, um, uh, Netflix brought back Unsolved Mysteries. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's six episodes, and it's really, really good. Um, I liked it a lot. There is one episode that really stuck with me to the point that I just could not sleep at all that night. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you guys have not watched, um, it's a good mix of like suspense and like true crime. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, I loved the original show. Um, and, uh, this is like, you know, it's, it's Netflix taking, a 80s and 90s show and making it very um suitable for today so it's it's really really good who's the host there isn't one um oh just like a narrator no so each 3d projection of john walsh each (laughs) each episode is its own documentary on a specific story so you're getting the story from like whether it's family members or people involved in it or whatever. Um, so it's not like a, a host kind of guiding you through it. Um, it's the people telling the story as it goes. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, it's really, really good. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, won't, I won't spoil anything just, just in case you guys watch something. But episode three messed me up. So, wow. Uh, yeah, I just, I think a, a, a particular subject really gets to me, and um, yeah, that episode just, like, floored me. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, you guys should should check it out. It's a good balance of, like, like murder mystery, um, uh, manhunt stuff, and then there is a UFO episode. Um, oh! <gasps> actually really good i thought it was really oh, well oh yeah i love ufo stuff yeah was it the so episode three is like a dog pageant is that what it was yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm just kidding uh for me i just finished hunters and it was very good i really liked it a lot um and that was honestly it. I haven't had a chance to really watch anything else. Basically, last week I had my nieces and nephews over, so they were just hanging out while I was um, working and had them break shit outside in the backyard because my dog's poop bear everywhere. <laughs> you do anything with the backyard yet? Not yet. So we're going to get turf put in. Um, nice. But we're scheduled in September. It's crazy. Cool. Yeah. So it'll look pretty nice. Then we'll probably the whole get thing like, or no, it's like 750 square feet of it will be um, uh, turf. And then we'll get like uh, the I think it's called pebble stones or pebble rock around the outside yeah. of it. Very um, cool. Yeah. So we're, we're excited for that. It, it'll be nice to go outside because it's all just fucking dirt and yeah. big rocks. So it's like dusty. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. That's about it. All cool. right. So nice catch up, guys. I'll see you later in the world of Westeros because we're going to talk about Queen's Justice. 
Season 7, Episode 3 from Game of Thrones. Explain the Thrones. Oh, yeah. It's business time. Let's get down to brass tacks. <laughs> All right. So, Matt, I know it's been yeah. a while, mm-hmm. but what do you remember from the last one? Okay. So, here's what I remember. Um, Jamie pushed Bran out of a castle. Um, hmm. Did he live? Yes. Uh, ah, Jesus. <laughs> After that, I'm kind of fuzzy on everything that's happened. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, would you guys mind um, leading me through a uh, an update of uh, what happened last time? Yes. Hold you on, you you, you would mind or, or yes? <laughs> I forgot to have it up. I thought you'd be ready. Oh no, I'm not. I'm never ready for anything. All right, season seven, episode two, Stormborn. Remember? Uh, that's Daenerys's name. Um, I don't remember anything else. All right. Um, remember, Daenerys uh, confronts Varys. Remember, because he's ooh, I like this king, or I like this king. Uh, makes her makes him declare for her, and she threatens, uh, "If you uh, betray me, I will burn you alive." Yes. Okay. Uh, Melisandre arrives there. Uh, she tells them to. She needs to meet with Jon Snow. Then Tyrion sends the uh, the scroll. Remember? Yes. Um, <clears throat> Daenerys is the is the queen that was promised, or whatever. Yeah, prince or princess, I think, or whatever. Yeah. Um, Tyrion's plan. Remember, it's going to be. Uh, the who is it? It's gonna be the oh fuck. Where's um so Tyrell, right? It's gonna be uh Tyrell and uh the Martells, right? right? Yeah, so they're gonna attack the castle. They had, they had the meeting with like uh the the sand snakes, um Olena uh Yara Theon and Yara um yeah about the the alliance that's being formed to go yeah, after they want yeah yeah they want the the Westerosis to attack Cersei so her supporters don't have any uh anything to say basically because if it was foreign attacking then they had a, a case but um gray um uh, gray worms going to go attack Casterly Rock. Uh-huh. And yeah. Okay. Uh remember Grey Worm and Misen Day have a uh, sexy time. Yeah, they scissored. <laughs> <laughs> um oh, man. Remember Jorah goes to Old Town <laughs> to get treated, but Ebro says it's too far gone. You have one oh, day. Yeah. And Sam, Sam started cutting away yeah. at it. Yeah. Um, 
Arya, remember she learns from Hot Pie that John's still alive, so she turns back to Winterfell. She was on her way to King's Landing. Yes. Cool. I, um, I do remember that. And then uh, remember, so the the dragon weapon. What what was that? Remember? Uh yeah, there's a big like, um, it's like underground. Um, I don't know what it was called, but Cersei sees it, and it's like a, it like shoots these giant arrows that can like yeah. crush through a dragon's skull. Scorpion. Scorpion. Yeah. Um, and at the end, remember, Euron attacks Yara when she's taking um, Ilaria and the Sand Snakes back home. Uh, Yara's That's captured. Right. Theon got his reek on and, uh, yep. <laughs> and jump. Jump <laughs> ship. Um, mm-hmm. Two of the Sand Snakes were killed and one was taking capture with Ilaria. Cool. Okay. That's about it. Yeah. 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 Let's jump on in. All right. So we are talking about Queen's Justice. So we're starting off at Dragonstone. And in Dragonstone, John arrives with Davos in a in a small army with him. So this is where time has like no concept here because he just accepted now he's already halfway across the nation. Um, oh my god. Yeah. So Tyrion's on the beach alongside Misande and some Dothraki uh, with their Arrocks drawn. Tyrion says, The bastard of Winterfell, John, the dwarf of Casterly Rock. Tyrion, I believe I honestly, we. I honestly figured he was going to be traveling for the rest of the season. Yeah. No. He instant teleported there. Wow. Okay. Yeah, he's got uh, Davos with him. He can smuggle him through time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well done, Shane. Well done. Uh, so Tyrion says, uh, I believe we last saw each other atop the wall. John said, you were pissing off the edge, if I remember right. Picking up some scars along the road, I see. Tyrion, it's been a long road, but we're both still here. Uh, and then he says, I'm Tyrion Lannister to Davos. Davos says, I'm Davos Seaworthy or Seaworth. Uh, and Tyrion says, ah, the Onion Knight. We fought on opposite sides at the Battle of, the, of Blackwater Bay. Davos says, unlucky for me, Tyrion. Missandei is the queen's most trusted advisor. Missandei talks. Welcome to Dragonstone. Our queen knows it is a long journey. She has... Uh, she appreciates the effort you have made on her behalf. If you wouldn't mind handing over your weapons. John has this unsure look on his face when he, and he looks at Davos. Um, and then his men. And then John says, of course. And then they take off their swords and hand it to the Dothraki. Uh, so they're walking into the castle or towards the castle. And Tyrion says, um, uh, and Sansa, I heard she's alive and well. John said she is. Tyrion says, does she miss me terribly? A sham marriage, an unconsummated one as well. John said, I didn't ask. Tyrion says, well, it was, wasn't it? Anyways, she's much smarter than she lets on. John says, she's starting to let on. Tyrion, good. At some point, I want to hear how a Night's Watch recruit became king in the north. John, as long as you tell me how a Lannister became hand to Daenerys Targaryen. Tyrion, a long and bloody tale. 
To be honest, I was drunk for most of it. John, my bannermen think I'm a fool for coming here. Tyrion, of course they do. If I was your hand, I would advise against it. General rule of thumb, Starkmen don't fare well when they travel south. John, true, but I'm not a Stark. And as he says that, Drogon flies over directly uh, over them and this huge loud roar. And John and Davos hit the floor uh, as the dra- dragon, as they watch the dragon fly by. Uh, Misande, hey. Tyrion. Hey, does, does the dragon know that he's related to, to, to John? I don't think so. <laughs> I think he does. I think that was his way of saying hi. Oh, he was, hey, what's up, dude? <laughs> long lost cousin. Yeah. Um, so they're, uh, Misande, Tyrion, they're kind of like smiling at them. Um, and they help them to their feet. Tyrion says, I'd, uh, I'd say you get used to them, but you never really do. Come, their mother is waiting. So John and Davos continue up, uh, continue to stare at the three dragons circling the castle. Um, and they're just in awe. Uh, on a hill above, uh, staring down at the newly arrived guest is uh, Melisandre. Uh, Varys walks out to stand with her. He says, I wonder why you weren't there to meet our guest. You begged us to summon the king in the north. Don't you want to see him again? Uh, Melisandre, uh, I've done my part. I've brought ice and fire together. Varys, strange. You spoke so high, highly of Jon Snow, but when he arrived, you hid on a cliff. I, I didn't take you for a bashful girl. Melisandre, it, my time whispering in the ears of kings has come to an end. Varys, oh, I doubt that. Give us common folks one taste of power. We're like the lion who tasted man. Nothing is ever so sweet again. Uh, Melisandre, neither of us are common folk anymore. I do not... Uh, I did not part on good terms with the king in the north or his advisor. Varys says, why, Melisandre? Because a, a mistake I made, a terrible mistake. I would only be a distraction if I stayed. Varys. I hope, I hope that time gets so weird that Davos breaks out like a Civil War musket and, sh- and shoots. <laughs> <laughs> Varys says, uh, um, so where will you go? And Mel- uh, Melisandre says, Volantis. Varys, good. If you don't mind me saying, I don't think you should return to Westeros. I'm not so sure you'd be safe here. Melisandre, oh, I will return, dear spider, one last time. Varys, my lady, I have to die in this strange country, just like you. Um, and then at this point, it cuts to the newcomers and walking into the throne room. And John sees Daenerys for the first time. And he's, he's kind of like in, sh- in awe of her as well. Misande, you stand in the presence of Daener Stormborn of House Targaryen, rightful heir to the Iron Throne, rightful queen of the Andals and the First Men, protector of the Seven Kingdoms, the Mother of Dragons, the Khaleesi of the Great Grass Sea, the Unburnt, the Breaker of Chains. And then there's a pause. John looks at Davos, and Davos says, this is Jon Snow. He's king in the north. (laughs) (laughs) Daenerys, thank you for traveling so far, my lord. I hope the seas weren't too rough. John, the winds were kind, your grace. Davos interrupts says, Apologies, I have a flea-bottom accent, I know, but Jon Snow is king in the north, your grace. He's not a lord. And Daenerys says, Forgive me. Tyrion, your grace, this is Sir Davos Seaworthy. Or Seaworth. Daenerys, forgive me, Sir Davos. I never did receive a formal education. 
but I could have sworn I read the last king in the north was Terran uh, Torin Stark, who bent the knee to my ancestor Aegon Targaryen in exchange for his life and the lives of his northern men. Torin Stark swore fealty to House Targaryen and prepare pure pair. Can you say that, Shane? Perpetuity. Perpetuity. Thank you. Perpetuity. Or, or do I have my facts wrong? Davos. I wasn't there, Your Grace. No, of course not. But still, an oath is an oath. And per- perpetuity means, what does it mean, Tyrion? Uh, Lord Tyrion? And Tyrion says, forever. Daenerys says, forever. I assume, my lord, you're here to bend the knee. John says, I am not. Daenerys says, oh, well, that is unfortunate. You've traveled all this way to break faith with House Targaryen. John says, break faith? Your father burnt my grandfather alive. He burnt my uncle alive. He would have burnt the Seven Kingdoms. Daenerys says, my father was an evil man. On behalf of House Targaryen, I ask your forgiveness for the crimes he committed against your family. And I ask you not to judge a daughter for the sins of her father. Our two houses were allies for centuries, and those were the best centuries the Seven Kingdoms have uh, Seven Kingdoms have ever known. Centuries of peace and prosperity, with a Targaryen sitting in the Iron Throne and a Stark serving as Warden of the North. I am the last Targaryen, Jon Snow. Honor the pledge your ancestors made to mine. Bend the knee, and I will name you Warden of the North. Together, we will save this country from those who would destroy it. Jon says, "You're right." You're not guilty of your father's crimes, and I'm not beholden to my ancestors' vows. Daenerys says, then why are you here, John? Because I need your help, and you need mine. Daenerys says, did you see the three dragons flying overhead when you arrived? John said, I did. Daenerys, and did you see the Dothraki of all of whom swarmed to kill for me? John, they're hard to miss. Daenerys, but still, I need your help. Davos. Not to defeat Cersei. You could storm King's Landing tomorrow and the city would fall. Hell, we almost took it and we didn't even have a dragon. Tyrion, almost. John, but you haven't stormed King's Landing. Why not? The only reason I can see is you don't want to kill thousands of innocent people. That's the fastest way to win the war. But you don't want to do it. Which means, at the very least, you're better than Cersei. Daenerys. Still, that doesn't explain why I need your help. John, because right now, you and I and Cersei and everyone else were children playing a game, screaming at the, uh, that the rules are not fair. Daenerys, to Tyrion, you told me you liked this man. Tyrion, I do. Uh, Daenerys, in the time since we met, he refused to call me queen, he's refused to bow, and now he's calling me a child. Tyrion, I believe he's calling all of us children. Figure of speech. John, your grace, everyone you know will die before winter's over if you don't defeat the enemy in the north. Daenerys, as far as I can see, you are the enemy in the north. John, I am not your enemy. The dead is uh, the dead are the enemy. And she says, the dead is the another figure of speech. John says, the army of the dead is on the march. Tyrion questions the army of the dead. John, you don't know me well, my lord. But do you think I'm a liar or a madman? Tyrion says, no, I don't think you're either of those things. Jon says, the army of the dead is real. The White Walkers are real. The Night King is real. I've seen them. If they, were, uh, if they get past the wall and we're squabbling amongst ourselves, we're finished. Daenerys says, I was born at Dragonstone. Not that I can remember it. We fled before Robert's assassin could find us. 
Robert was your father's best friend, no? I wonder if your father knew his best friend sent uh, assassins to murder a baby girl in her crib. Not that it matters now, of course. I spent my life in foreign lands. So many men have tried to kill me. I don't remember all their names. I've been sold like a uh, brood mare. I've been chained and betrayed, raped and defiled. Do you know what kept me standing through all those years of exile? Faith. Not in any gods, not in myths or legends, in myself. In Daenerys Targaryen. The world hadn't seen a dragon in centuries until my children were born. The Dothraki hadn't crossed the sea, any sea. They did for me. I was born to rule the seven kingdoms, the seven kingdoms, and I will. John, you'll be ruling over a graveyard if you don't defeat the Night King. Tyrion, the war against my sister has already begun. You can't expect uh, expect us to halt this hostilities and join you in fighting uh, whatever you saw beyond the wall. Davos. You don't believe him? I understand that. It sounds like nonsense. But if your destiny has brought uh, Daenerys Targaryen back to our shores, it has also made Jon Snow king in the north. You were the first to bring Dothraki to Westeros. He is the first to make allies of wildlings and northern men. He was first named Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. He was named king in the north, not because of his birthright. He has no birthright. He's a damn bastard. All those hard sons of bitches chose him as their leader because they believe in him. All of those things you don't believe in, he faced those things. He fought those things for the good of his people. He risked his life for those people. He took a knife in the heart for those people. He gave his own, and John looks at Davos um, to stop talking. If we don't put aside enmities and band together, we will die. And then, uh, and then it doesn't matter whose skeleton sits on the Iron Throne. Tyrion. If it doesn't matter, then you might as well kneel. Swear your allegiance to Queen Dark. Uh, Daenerys, ask her to defeat, uh, help her defeat my sister, and together our armies will protect the North. John says, "There's no time for that. There's no time for any of this." While we stand here debating, Tyrion, it takes no time to bend the knee. Pledge your sword to uh, her cause. John says, "And why would I do that? I mean no offense, Your Grace, but I don't know you. As far as I can tell, you your claim to throne rests entirely on your father's name." And my own father fought to overthrow the Mad King. The Lords of the North placed their trust in me to lead them, and I will continue to do so as well as I can. Daenerys says, that's fair. It's also fair to point out that I'm the rightful queen of the Seven Kingdoms. By, de by declaring yourself king in the north of the northernmost kingdom, you are in open rebellion. As she says that, Varys runs through the throne room, walks up to Daenerys, and starts whispering something in her ear. Daenerys tells her, everyone, you must forgive my manners. Uh, we'll bo you both must be tired after such a long journey. We'll have baths drawn for you and supper sent to your rooms. John, am I your prisoner? Daenerys, not yet. Uh, John and Davos are escorted to the room. Varys... Um, He's, he uh, talks, our Ironborn and Dornish allies were attacked en route to Dorne. Daenerys, and two or three ships escaped. The rest sunk or captured. Ilaria and the Sand Snakes, dead or captured. The Greyjoys, dead or captured. Daenerys, ask all of them. And then we cut to the Narrow Sea. Oh, hey. Um, yeah. my, my sound went out once the dragon went over. Can you start over? <laughs> <laughs> Sure, let me go back up there. <laughs> God damn, that was long. Yeah, that was a long one. Go ahead. 
All right, so on the narrow sea, um, Theon is being brought aboard one of uh, Yara's surviving ships. Um, one of the men steps up to him. Uh, he asks, is his sister dead? Uh, Theon tells them, Euron has her. Uh, the, man, <clears throat> the man asked if Theon saw him take her. Theon says he couldn't save her. He tried. Um, then the man goes, you wouldn't be here if you tried. Um, then turns away and basically everyone goes back to their business, uh, ignoring him. Uh, now we go to King's Landing. Rodney? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, so there's a big crowd in the streets. They're all cheering. And it's Euron who's there. And he's riding on horseback um, on his way up to the Red Keep. And pulling behind him is Yara, Ilaria, and the remaining Sand Snake, uh, Tyene. Um, like I said, the, the crowd is cheering on Euron, um, and they're cursing and throwing stuff at uh, his prisoners. Um, Euron is enjoying it a lot. Uh, you know, he says, this is the life. And then he pulls Yara up to walk beside him. Uh, he says, look at them, cheering for a great joy. I have to be honest, this is making me hard. Um, and then uh, he kind of jokes to her. He said, did you see little Theon's face right now before, or sorry, did you see Leon, Leon, sorry. Did you see little Theon's face right before he jumped overboard? Oh no. And he calls him a twat. <laughs> uh, Euron rides into the throne room uh, with his prisoners in tow, uh, the noblemen and women inside uh, who are there to, to watch cheer at his entrance. Um, Euron says, my queen, please accept this gift on behalf of our loyal subjects in the Iron Islands. Um, Euron drags Ilaria and Tyene up the steps, throws them down at Cersei's feet. Um, he says, I give you what no other man could give, justice, justice for your murdered daughter. Uh, Ilaria looks at Cersei and spits towards her feet. Cersei kind of gets a little smirk on her face. Uh, she says, you've proven yourself the greatest captain of the 14 seas and a true friend of the crown. Um, and then uh, Euron, in a whisper to her, says, you deserve more than a true friend. Um, and Cersei, kind of keeping the, the whisper going, says, and you deserve a proper reward for your heroism. And Euron says, there's only one reward I want. And Cersei continues, you shall have what your heart desires. And this is where kind of Jamie's right next to him. He can hear him. He's staring intently at their conversation. And she says, when the war is won. And then she stands up and addresses the crowd. She says, with Euron Greyjoy commanding our naval forces and Jamie Lannister leading our armies, the sons and daughters of Westeros uh, shall defend our country. The crowd cheers. Um, Euron to Jamie says, there's nothing quite like it, is there? The love of the people, though I suppose you wouldn't know. Jamie says, this same mob spat at my sister not long ago, and if you turn on us, they'll cheer to see your head mounted on a spike. Euron says, or yours. They're just, they just like severed heads, really. Listen, if you have any advice at all, I would love to hear it. Uh, when we have an hour or two to speak as brothers, and Jamie's kind of confused, says advice, and Euron leads in and says, does she like it gentle or rough? A finger in the bum? And then this is where it kind of... Jamie's face uh, is just he's so it's so intense. He's, he wants to fight him. And then Euron continues, Shh, you know, not now. We'll talk later. 
Um, like I said, the crowd uh, continues their applause. Uh, Euron walks up, uh, gives Cersei a bow, and then exits the throne room with, uh, he pulls Yara with him. Um, we go to the dungeons where Cersei is visiting Alaria and Tyene. Um, Kyburn and the mountain are there as well. Cersei says, I want you to know I understand. Even though we're enemies, you and I, I understand the fury that drives you. I was there that day when Sir Gregor crushed your lover's head. If I close my eyes, I can hear the sound of Oberon's skull breaking, the sound of your scream. I never heard a sound like that. I thought, that's true love. Oberon looks beautiful that day. He really did. No one moved like him. No one had such skill with a spear. Even Sir Gregor couldn't stop him. If only he hadn't taunted him. He could have walked away and left poor Sir Gregor to die. But that wasn't your lover's way, was it? Now he's buried somewhere. And here Sir Gregor is stronger than ever. That must be difficult for you. When my daughter was taken from me, my only daughter, well, you can't imagine how that feels unless you've lost a child. Um, I fed her at my own breast, even though they told me to give her to a wet nurse. I couldn't bear to see her in another woman's arms. I never got to have a mother, but Marcella did. She was mine, and you took her from me. Why did you do that? And Alaria's gag chained to the wall. Uh, she can't really talk anyway, but she doesn't even try. Cersei continues, doesn't matter now. Your daughter's a beauty too. Those brown eyes, those lips. Perfect Dornish beauty. I imagine she's your favorite. I know, I know. We're not supposed to have favorites, but still, we're only human. We love whom we love. And this is where Laria tries speaking through the gag, but can't get anything out. Um, Cersei says, I'm sorry, I can't understand you. That gag makes it impossible to understand what you're saying. It must be frustrating. We all make our choices. You chose to murder my daughter. You must have felt powerful after you made that choice. And then Alaria is getting really worked up. She lunges at Cersei, but her chains hold her back. Uh, Cersei asks, do you feel powerful now? I don't sleep very well. Not at all, really. I lie in bed and I stare at the canopy and imagine ways of killing my enemies. How to, how to destroy Ilaria Sand, the woman who murdered my only daughter. I thought about having Sir Gregor crush her skull the way he did Oberon's. It would be poetic, I suppose, but fast, too fast. I thought about having him crush your daughter's skull. She's so beautiful. And Cersei walks to Tyene and removes her gag. Um, the thought of this lovely face cracking open like a duck egg. No, it's just not right. And then Cersei takes Tyene's face in her hands and gives her a kiss. Uh, Tyene uh, and Ilaria kind of uh, realization uh, shows on their face. Tyene says, Mama? And Kyburn gags Tyene again, and both her and her mother uh, are crying. Cersei wipes her lips with a rag Kyburn handed her. Um, Cersei says, Kyburn here is the cleverest man I know, uh, clever enough to learn what poison you used to murder Marcella. The long goodbye, was it? Kyburn corrects the long farewell. Uh, Kyburn hands Cersei a vial. Cersei drinks it. Uh, Cersei says, that's the one. How long does the poison take? Kyburn says, uh, difficult to say. Hours, days, it depends on the subject's constitution. And Cersei says, but death is certain? Kyburn says, oh yes, your grace, quite certain. And then this is where Cersei gets on her knees uh, right in front of Ilaria. 
she says, uh, your daughter will die here in the cell and you will be here watching when she does. You will be here the rest of your days. If you refuse to eat, we'll force food down your throat. You will live to watch your daughter rot, to watch that beautiful face collapse. And they're both crying a lot. <clears throat> she says, to bone and dust, all the while contemplating the choices you've made. Make sure the guards change the torches every few hours. I don't want her to miss a thing. This is where Cersei Kyburn and the Mountain leave. Uh, Alari and Tyene stand um, to get as close as, to each other as their chains will allow. Uh, we go back to, is it Cersei's chambers or Jamie's? Cersei's. <laughs> Holy shit, man. That was hardcore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't give two fucks. Man. So back in uh, Cersei's chamber, uh, Jamie's had a rough day. Uh, he's relaxing with a glass of wine. Uh, he removed his golden hand <clears throat> as Cersei enters the room. Uh, she sits on his lap and starts kissing him. He tries to say no, but she insists, and intimacy ensues. Uh, the next morning, Cersei is asleep in bed with Jamie next to her. Uh, he's awake, staring at his sister. <laughs> so gross. Um, <laughs> there's a knock at the door. Uh, she wakes up. Uh, she gets up to put her robe on and check who is at the door. Uh, Jamie tries to stop her. He says, don't. What are you doing? No one can see us like this. And Cersei says, I'm the queen of the seven kingdoms. I do as I please. Uh, so Cersei opens the door. Uh, the messenger stares directly at Jamie, sitting up in bed, uh, then gives Cersei the message. The messenger says, forgive me, your grace. The visitor from Bravos has arrived. Cersei says, good. And we'll need fresh sheets for the bed. Uh, the messenger says, at once, your grace, uh, as the messenger leaves. Um, next, we see uh, Cersei pouring two glasses of wine. Uh, <coughs> she brings one to her guest, uh, Tycho Nestoris. Uh, he's the, we've seen him a couple times. He's the banker from the Iron Bank of Bravos. Tycho says, no, thank you. My condolences, your grace, on the deaths of your son, Oh, on the death of your son. Uh, from all the reports, he was a fine young man. Cersei says, the Iron Bank didn't send you here to offer condolences. Tycho says, condolences and, and congratulations to becoming the first ruling queen of the Seven Kingdoms. That's quite an accomplishment. The Iron Bank appreciates how you cast off the yoke of superstition, freeing the crown from elements who sought to subvert the rule of law. Cersei says, the destruction of the Seth of Baylor was a tragic accident. Tycho says, indeed, but sometimes tragedies are necessary to restore order and rational leadership. Cersei stops him and says, the Iron Bank wants its gold back. Tycho says, your father never minced words either, but yes, your debts are considerable, and you're now engaged in a conflict on several fronts. You both know how expensive wars can be. Cersei says, and we both know gold wins wars. Tycho says, your vault are empty. Your late husband's profligacy saw to that. Uh, your wealthiest allies, the Tyrells, are now your enemies. You are surrounded on all sides by rivals for the throne. Cersei says, and the Iron Bank wants to bet on a winner. Uh, Tycho says, we don't make bets. We invest our, in endeavors we deem likely to be successful. 
Cersei says, a fancy way of saying bet. The war's already begun. I've drawn first blood. I decapitated the Dornish snake. My armada owns the narrow sea. Tycho says, Euron Greyjoy's armada owns the narrow sea. Cersei says, Euron Greyjoy is loyal to me. Tycho says, for now, Daenerys Targaryen has three full-grown dragons. How well do wooden ships fare against fire-breathing dragons? Cersei says, her dragons might not be as invulner invulnerable uh, as some think. But let's talk about the Targaryen girl. You want to invest in her? I'm guessing the Iron Bank invested considerable gold in the slave trade. How are your profits now that Daenerys has freed all the slaves? Tycho says the slave trade has entered a downturn. It's true. Cersei says, from what I gather, she considers herself more of a revolutionary than a monarch. In your experience, how do bankers usually fare with revolutionaries? The Lannisters own... The Lannisters owe the Iron Bank quite a lot of money, but Lannisters always pay their debts. Do former slaves or Dothraki or dragons? Tycho says, your father's daughter indeed. Cersei tells him, give me a fortnight, stay in King's Landing as my honored guest, and when you return to Bravos, I swear to you, my debt will be paid in full. And we go to Dragonstone. All right, back at Dragonstone, John is standing on a cliff staring out in the sea as Tyrion walks up. Tyrion, um, I came down here to brood over my failure to predict the Greyjoy attack. You're making it dif you make you're making it difficult. You look a lot better brooding than I do. You make you make me feel like I'm failing at brooding over failing. <laughs> John, I'm a prisoner on this island. Tyrion I wouldn't say you're a prisoner on the island. You're free to walk the castle, the beaches, to go wherever you want. John says, except to my ship, you took my ship. Tyrion, I wouldn't say we took your ship. John says, I'm not playing word games with you. The dead are coming for us all. Tyrion, why don't you figure out what to do about my missing fleet and murdered allies, and I'll figure it out what to do, and I'll figure out what to do about your walking dead men. John, it's hard for me to fathom. It really is. If someone told me about the White Walkers and the Night King, you probably don't believe me. Tyrion, I do actually. John, you did it before. Grumpkins and Starks, you called them. Do you remember? You said it was all nonsense. Tyrion, it was nonsense. Everyone knew it. But then Mormont saw them, and, you'd, and you saw them. And I trust the eyes of an honest man more than I trust what everybody knows. Hmm. John, how do I convince people who don't know me that an enemy they don't believe is coming to kill them all? Tyrion, that's a good question. John, I know it's a good question. I'm looking for an answer. Tyrion, people's minds aren't made for problems that large. White Walkers, the Night King, Army of the Dead, it's almost a relief to confront a comfortable, familiar monster like my sister. John, I need to help prepare my people for what's coming. I can't help them from here. I'd like to leave. Tyrion, it seems unlikely that you became king in the north by giving up so easily. John, everyone told me uh, to learn from my father's mistakes. Don't go south. Don't answer a summons from the Mad King's daughter, a foreign invader. And here I am, a northerner fool. Tyrion, children are not like their fathers, luckily for all of us. Uh, and sometimes there's more to foreign invaders and northern fools than meets the eyes. Daenerys could have sailed from Westeros long ago, but she didn't. Instead, she stayed where she was and saved many people from horrible fates. 
some of whom are on the island with us right now. While we're out, uh, while we're, while we, while you're our guest here, you might consider asking them what they think of the Mad King's daughter. She protected people from monsters, just as you do. It's why she came here, and she's not about to head north to fight an enemy she's never seen or on the word of a man she doesn't know. After a single meeting, it's not a reasonable thing to ask. John turns to walk away. So do you have anything reasonable to ask? John says, what do you mean? Tyrion, maybe you are a northern, northern fool. I'm asking if there's anything I can do to help you. And then we go to the badass map room. Um, I do really like that they are addressing the ridiculousness of what John is telling them. Because, like, we as the viewer know about these White Walkers and stuff. But for someone in the show who has not seen it yet, I'm glad that it wasn't just like a, oh, my God, who's coming? You know? Right, right. That they actually, like, express doubt. Because if you think about it, this would basically be like, like Biden and Trump debating, being like, fuck him, vote for me. No, fuck him, vote for me. And then somebody being like, no, 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 guys, 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 <laughs> the zombies. <laughs> <laughs> we need to band together to deal with the zombies. <laughs> I mean, for sure. Like, Absolutely. I, I, do, I do like that they at least are bringing in this, like, this doubt in what John is saying, because it would be ridiculous without it. Yep. It's very smart writing because that's exactly, it's exactly how people would react. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're in the badass map room. Dana says dragon glass. Tyrion says, yes. Volcanic glass obsidian. Uh, he says, you have a tremendous amount of it here. Daenerys. Why are you, why are we talking about glass and, we just lost two of our allies, Tyrion, which is why I was speaking to Jon Snow, a potential ally. Daenerys, and what does the king in the north want with dragonglass? Tyrion says, apparently it could uh, be turned into weapons that kill White Walkers and their foot soldiers, or stop them, destroy them. Unsure about the nomenclature. Okay, thank you. Daenerys, and what do you think about the army of the dead and White Walkers and Night King? Tyrion, I... I'd very much like to believe that Jon Snow is wrong, but a wise man once said that you should never believe a thing simply because you want to believe it. Daenerys says, which wise man said that? Tyrion says, I don't remember. Daenerys, are you trying to present your own statements as ancient wisdom? Tyrion, I would never do that to you. The reason I believe Jon Snow is, uh, the reason I believe Jon Snow is because he's here. All of his advisors would have told him not to come. I would have told him not to come, and he's here anyways. You don't have to believe him, but let him mind the dragon glass. If he's wrong, it's worthless. You don't even you didn't even know it was here. It's nothing to you. Give him something by giving him nothing. Take a step towards a more productive relationship with a possible ally. Keep him occupied whilst uh, while we focus on the task at hand. Casterly Rock. Daenerys says. Uh, what was that Sir Davos said about taking a knife in the heart for his people? Did you notice that? Tyrion, you must allow them their uh, flights of fancy. It's dreary in the north. We're now outside. It's so there's this huge or this walkway of steps that lead out from the castle towards the beach. 
and Daenerys is watching her dragons fly. Uh, John starts walking towards her. John says, amazing things to see. Daenerys, I named them after my brother, Viserys and Rhaegar. They're both gone now. Uh, you lost two brothers as well. People thought dragons were gone forever, but here they are. Perhaps uh, we should all be examining what we think we know. John, you've been talking to Tyrion. Daenerys, he is my hand. John, he enjoys talking. Daenerys, we all enjoy what we're good at. D John, I don't. Daenerys, you know I'm not going to let Cersei stand on stay on the Iron Throne. John, I never expected that you would. Daenerys, and I haven't changed my mind about which kingdoms belong to the throne. John, I haven't either. Daenerys, I will allow you to mine the dragon glass and forge weapons from it. More resources for men. Uh, uh, any, resource, any resources or men you need, I will provide for you. John says, thank you. So you believe me then about the Night King and Army of the Dead? And Daenerys says, you better get work. You better get to work, Jon Snow. And then we go to Winterfell. So in Winterfell, um, obviously winter's there. Uh, basically everyone is out. Um, you can see someone just went hunting. Um, there's other people gathering um, supplies, grain, basically what they can use to uh, survive the winter. Um, up above, Sansa is watching with uh, Littlefinger, Jan Royce, and Maester Wolken. So her maester is called Wal Wolken. Um, Sansa asks, how much do we have? Uh, Maester Wolken says, 4,000 bushels, my lady. Sansa says, what does that mean? And Jan Roy says, for the current occupants of the castle, it's enough food for a year, perhaps a little more. Sansa says, and what's the longest winter in the past hundred years? Uh, the maester says, um, I'm not entirely certain. I'll check Maester Lewin's records. He kept a copy of every Raven scroll. Sansa says, you're telling me we don't have enough food, especially not if the armies of the North come back to defend Winterfell. Maester says, no, my lady, most likely not. Sansa says, then we must prepare for that eventuality. Whatever direction the threat comes from, this is the best place to be. We need to start building up our grain stores with regular shipments from every keep in the North. If we don't use it by winter's end, we'll give it back to them. But if the entire North has to flee to Winterfell, they won't have enough time to bring wagon loads of grain with them. Jan Roy says, very wise, my lady. Uh, Sansa says, Maester Walken, you'll see to it. And this is where Maester Walken leaves. Um, they walk down to watch uh, as an armorer is creating armor. <clears throat> Sansa says, are they covering those breastplates in leather? Jan Roy says, no, my lady. Sansa says, well, shouldn't they be? Uh, once the really cold comes. And Jan Royce says, they should indeed. Pardon me, my lady. So Jan leaves them to direct the workers to correct their mistake. <clears throat> Littlefinger uh, is walking with Sansa now and says, command suits you. The northerners are all facing north, worried about the threat from beyond the wall. Sansa says, so they should be. Littlefinger goes on, I know Cersei better than anyone here. If you turn your back on her, and Sansa steps in and says, you don't know Cersei better than anyone here. Littlefinger says, I only meant to say, and then Sansa cuts him off again and says, that the woman who murdered my mother, father, and brother is dangerous? 
Thank you for your wise counsel. I love how uh, she doesn't put up with this shit anymore. Yeah. Uh, Littlefinger says, one of two things will happen. <clears throat> Either the dead will defeat the living, in which case all our troubles come to an end, or life uh, will win out. And what then? Don't fight in the north or the south. Fight every battle, everywhere always in your mind. Everyone is your enemy, everyone your friend. Every possible series of events is happening all at once. Uh, live the way, live that way, and nothing will ever surprise you. Everything that happens will be something that you've seen before. Uh, a soldier interrupts them, tells Sansa there's someone at the gate, and she needs to come. Uh, all the people who have gathered um, around in the courtyard to see who's there. Uh, Sansa walks up to see. Uh, who do you think's there? Uh, Arya. Uh, it's Bran. <clears throat> Just sitting there on the cart. Oh. He didn't get up to give her a hug or nothing. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Uh, Bra uh, Bran, you know, straight faced. Basically, look at that uh, face he's got now. That's his face, basically, for the rest of the show. Uh, he says, "Hello, Sansa." Sansa starts to cry and runs to give uh, Bran a bear hug. Uh, Bran just sits there, uh, continuing with his uh, stone face. Um, <clears throat> now we go to the heart tree where uh, Bran is sitting there and Sansa is by him. Sansa says, I wish John were here. <clears throat> Bran says, yes, wait, I need to speak wait, to wait, him. Wait, 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 wait. Why is he, like, emotionless? Because his mind had that information download. Oh. Yeah, so he's, like, beyond wise and slow at the same time. So that, like, wiped out every... <laughs> That wiped out every like emotion that he would have had. I would think uh, so. I mean, because he's also on all the other ravens' memories. I think, right? The three ravens, three-eyed raven. I think he's more like evolved past the the need of emotion. You know what I mean? Uh, he's got you know past, present, and future running through his mind at all times, and. Or not at all times, but he has access to basically everything that's ever happened or ever will happen. Um, I think it's just, uh, yeah, a uh, a side effect of that. We're I don't all, think it was taken away. We're all married, so we wouldn't know. But do you think that dudes that just want to fuck on Tinder put evolved past the need for, for emotion? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Probably. Um, so Sansa goes on, I wish John were here. And Bran says, yes, I need to speak to him. Sansa says, Your fa you are our father's last living trueborn son. You're Lord of Winterfell now. And Bran says, I can never be Lord of Winterfell. I can never be Lord of anything. I'm the three-eyed raven. Uh, Sansa says, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> uh, no, she's like, I don't know what that means. Uh, Bran says, it's difficult to explain. And Sansa says, please, try uh, try for me. Bran says, it means I can see everything. Everything that's ever happened to everyone. Everything that's happening right now. It's all in pieces now. Fragments. I need to learn to see better. When the long night comes again, I need to be ready. And Sansa says, how do you know all this? And Bran says, the three-eyed raven taught me. 
And Sansa's like, bitch, I thought you were the three-eyed raven. Uh, Bran says, I told you, it's difficult to explain. And this is a huge sigh from Sansa. Uh, And Sansa says, Bran. And Bran uh, cuts in and says, I'm sorry for all that's happened to you. I'm sorry it happened here in our home. It was so beautiful that night. Snow falling, sorry, snow falling just like now. Um, and this is where the camera zooms in on Sansa's face as she realizes um, what Bran is saying. Um, and, he, and he continues, and you were so beautiful in your white wedding dress. So basically... Good guess, he, Bran. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, remember he's saying that, you know, when they got married and yeah. he uh, assaulted her after that. Uh, wow. Sansa says, uh, I have to go back inside, Bran. And Bran says, I'll stay a bit longer. And then Sansa leaves. Uh, we go to Old Town. In Old Town, Ebros is in Jorah's room, examining him with an extended pointer. Uh, with Sam behind him, uh, uh, where once there was gray scale on Jorah's skin, there's this splotchy scar tissue now. He almost looks like Deadpool. Uh, almost like it's just... It's only on the parts that was um, covered with the gray scale at the time. Right. Ebro says, hmm, hmm, does it hurt? Jorah, a bit less than before. Ebros, the infection no longer appears to be active. Unusual, unlikely, one could have almost been forgiven for thinking that the upper layer of disease skin was the bride and the underlying region treated with some sort of unguant ointment, right? Yeah. Um, Jorah. Don't know anything about that. I just started feeling better. I assumed I was, uh, I assumed it was the rest that uh, that did it and the climate. Oh, so, so Sam can't even take credit for what he did. Right. Ebro says the climate. Uh, you're free to go, sir. This chamber is needed for the infectious, which you are no longer. And then he says, Tarly, I'd like to speak with you in my studies this evening. And Ebro sleeps. Jorah says, how bad is it? Sam says, suppose I'll find out this evening. Where will you go? Jorah. I surrender to the sickness the moment I first saw it. I knew I would kill me. I knew it would kill me or I'd kill myself before it could. Daener Stormborn convinced me otherwise. The only place for me is back with her. I owe her my life. Her and you. Sam. Your father saved uh, me more than once. It's the least I could do. Jorah. Perhaps our paths will cross again. Sam. I hope they do. Sam holds out his hand uh, for Jorah to shake. Um, and then later we go to Ebros's office. Ebros says, you treated him? Sam, yes. Ebros, who told you to treat him? Sam, no one. Ebros, who forbade you or anyone to attempt to treat him? Sam says, I seem to remember you. Ebros, but you treated him anyways. Sam says, I did, yes. Ebros, I forbade, forbade you because it's dangerous and rarely successful, especially on someone of that age. You could have infected yourself and others. You, can, you could have devastated the entire citadel, but you didn't. It's a meticulous, difficult procedure. Any maester wh- whose chains are heavy with healing wings have attempted it and failed. Yet you succeeded. How? John says, I read the book and followed the instructions. Ebros, the man is alive because of you. You should be proud. Sam says, thank you, Archmaester. So the Ebro says, come here. 
Ebros walks with Sam to a table that's a pile of scrolls and books. All these manuscripts and scrolls are rotting away. I need you to make copies of them. Sam gets his dismayed look on his face, and Ebro says, You're expecting a reward? Your reward is not being immediately expelled from the Citadel. You better get started, and careful for the uh, paper mites. They like flesh as well. And then we go back to Dragonstone. So in Dragonstone, uh, Daenerys is in her map room with Varys, Tyrion, and Mysende. Uh Daenerys says, we need to find Euron Greyjoy's fleet and sink it. Uh, Varys says, your grace, he's already destroyed a good portion of our fleet to send our remaining ships after him. And Daenerys uh, stops and says, I'm not talking about sending our ships after him. Uh, Tyrion and Varys give each other a look. Uh, Tyrion says, would you have to go yourself? Euron's ships could be anywhere uh, or in more than one place. You'd be flying around open, uh, around the open seas alone for who knows how long. Daenerys says, I wouldn't be alone. I would have Drogon, Viserion, and Rhaegal. What can anyone do to them? And then Mise uh, pipes in. She says, they can still do something to you. It only takes one arrow. Tyrion says, it's too great a risk. You're too important. Uh, Daenerys asks, what about Casterly Rock? Uh, Varys says, the Unsullied will be there soon. Misande is worried and says, and what will they face? Uh, Varys says, a difficult situation. They know we're coming. And then this is where Tyrion starts. He says, yes, Cersei believes my sole purpose in life is to destroy House Lannister. She will be ready. Um, so we go to a uh, scene <clears throat> of Casterly Rock. Um, you see uh, Lannister archers lined up atop its walls, um, and then Tyrion is talking over these kind of uh, flashes between the map room and Casterly Rock. Tyrion says, no one has ever taken the rock. The Lannister army is still the army my father built, well-trained and well-provisioned. Men, at least. Uh, he says, they will see us coming. They will be ready. Um, and now we go to Daenerys' army approaching Casterly Rock from the sea. Uh, Grey Worm in a lead ship uh, puts on his helmet uh, to get ready for battle. Uh, on land, the unsullied armies march in ranks uh, with their shields held above their heads to block the arrows raining down on them from above. Uh, this reminds me of that uh, 300 when they're like, you know, they have their shields above them. They catch all the arrows on them. Yeah. Uh, Tyrion continues, the gates of Casterly Rock are impregnable. Uh, the fight up the walls will be hard. We will be at a disadvantage. Um, this is where the Unsullied army raises ladders to climb the walls as rocks are dropped on them. Um, Tyrion continues, many men will die, just as my father said they would. Interesting thing about my father, he built our house up from near ruin. He built our army. Uh, he built... Uh, Casterly Rock as we know it, but he didn't build the sewers. That was beneath him. So he gave the job to the lowest person he could find, me. Uh, he was right. I was low. The company I kept low, women mostly. Uh, they weren't welcome at the rock. Father disapproved of that sort of behavior. Couldn't walk them through the front gates. I couldn't have them in my chambers. So in the process of building the sewers, I threw in something for myself. Uh, it was a passage that uh, began in an out-of-the-way cove by the sea and ended beneath one of the main guard towers. So we go to uh, Grey Worm's boat heading towards this passage. 
Um, he says, no better place for low pursuits than beneath the ground. Casterly Rock is an, is an impregnable fortress. Uh, so this is where Grey Worm and his men climb up uh, through a manhole from the sewers and into the castle. Um, they kill the Lannister soldiers um, that they reach as they are heading towards the main gate. Uh, Tyrion continues, but as a good friend of mine once said, give me ten good men and I'll impregnate the bitch. I don't know <laughs> what that's from, but... Um, we see the rest of the Unsullied rush into the castle um, as they open the gate. Um, and then Tyrion says, and so it begins. And this is where the, uh, the bulk of the Unsullied army reaches the bulk of the Lannister army and they start to fight. Um, Tyrion says they will face the bulk of the Lannister forces. They will be outnumbered. Uh, they will have less armor and fewer weapons. Uh, but my sister's armies fight for her out of fear. The Unsullied will be fighting for something greater. They will be fighting for freedom and the person who gave it to them. They will be fighting for you. And that is what they will try. And that is why they will triumph. So now we go to um, Grey Worm. He, him and his men uh, go back up to the castle walls. Um, as they walk over the bodies of the dead Lannister soldiers, um, Grey Worm basically takes off his helmet and says, you know, basically, where's the rest? So they look over the castle, and it's essentially deserted except for the soldiers that they killed. Um, as he gets to the wall, he looks over at the water, and he sees uh, flaming fireballs being launched from Euron's ships to Daenerys' fleet, uh, which has now been destroyed. Oh, wow. Yeah, so while, while the army uh, hit the thing, Euron basically came in and swept them out. So... Did Cersei and, and Jamie basically willingly sacrifice the Lannister army that was there so that Euron could could make this happen? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna um in the next scene we're gonna we're gonna get more into that. Okay, got it. Uh we go to High Garden. So High Garden, um so after all that we see Jamie leading the Lannister army towards High Garden. And he has Bronn, Randall, and Dickon Tarly with him. Uh, from the window, the uh, uh, Olena looks down at the approaching army. We don't see the battle uh, between the two uh, armies. It, we just assume that it was real quick because it, Jamie uh, walks by all the high garden bodies that are being piled, and the gold is starting to be inventoried. Um, so it shows him walking all the way to Olena's room where she is sitting at her table alone. Olena says, it's done. Uh, sorry. It's done. Jamie, it is. Olena. And now the rain weeps over our halls. Did we fight well? Jamie says, um, as well as could be expected. Olena. It was never our forte. Golden roses indeed. Your brother and his new queen thought you would be defending Casterly Rock. Jamie says, the truth is, Castle Rock isn't worth much anymore. Well, it is to me, but my fond childhood memories won't keep Cersei on the throne. Olena, so you just let them take it? Jamie pours two glasses of wine and sits down with Olena. For now, um, they won't be able to hold it. Euron Greyjoy's navy burned their ships. We emptied the larders uh, before we left. Eventually, 
they'll be forced to abandon their position and march all the way across Westeros. Olena, and you took your army, your real army, and went where they weren't. Jamie says, as Rob Stark did to me at Whispering Woods, there are always lessons in failure. Olena, yes, you must be very wise by now. Jamie, my father always said I was a slow learner. Olena, if he was so clever, why didn't he take Highgarden the moment your gold mines ran dry? I suppose I'll be able to ask him myself soon enough. No more learning from my mistakes, huh? How will you do it? With the sword? With Joffrey's sword, was it? Um, now that he... Not not that he ever used it. What did he call it? Um, Jamie says, Widow's Whale. Olena. He really was a cunt, wasn't he? <laughs> I, <laughs> I did unspeakable things to protect my family or watch them being done on my orders. I never lost a night's sleep over them. They were necessary. And whatever I imagined necessary for the safety of House Tyrell, I did. But your sister has done things. I was incapable uh, of imagining. That was my prize mistake, a failure of imagination. She's a monster. You do know that, Jamie says. To you, I'm sure. To others as well. But after we've won and there's no one left to oppose us, uh, when people are living peacefully in the world she built, do you really think they'll wring their heads over the way she built it? Oh, Lena. You love her. You really do love her. You poor fool. She'll be the end of you. Jamie. Possibly. Not much to be gained from discussing it with you, though. Is there? Olena. What better person to discuss it with? What better guarantee could you have that the thing you say will never leave this room? But perhaps you're right. That uh, If she's driven you this far, it's gone, it's gone beyond your control. Jamie. Yes, it has. Olena. She's a disease. I regret my role in spreading it. You will too. Jamie, I think you're, we're done here. And, he, and Jamie stands up. Olena, how will it happen? Jamie says, Cersei had several ideas. Whipping you through the streets and beheading you in front of the Red Keep. Flaying you alive and hanging you from the walls of King's Landing. I talked her out of those. And Jamie pulls out a vial and pops the top and pours something in Olena's wine. And she says, will there be pain? Jamie says, no, I made sure of that. Olena says, that... I'd like to to predict something. Okay. She is going to admit to killing Joffrey before she dies. Okay. when she does so, Jamie's going to chop her head off. (laughs) All right, go ahead. Uh, Olena says, that's good. She picks up the glass and drinks it down. I'd hate to die like your son, clawing at my neck, foaming, bile spilling from my mouth. Uh-huh. Eyes brooded, blood red, purple skin. Must have been a horrible. Must have been horrible for, uh, for you as a Kingsguard, as a father. It was horrible enough for me. It's shock, a shocking scene. Not at all what I intended. And Jamie realizes it uh, as she says that. Um, you see, I had never. Uh, and then Olena continues talking. You see. I had never seen the poison work before. Tell Cersei, I want her to know it was me. And Jamie walks out of the room. Damn it. All right. That was good, though. Half right. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. Wow. And scene. (laughs) 
<laughs> cool. All right. So what's gonna happen? Uh, oh shit. Um, there's a lot in this one. Um, I I like the uh, the start of the of the warfare between um, Cersei's somewhat limited but very um, efficient group versus um, Daenerys's team. Um, well, it just shows, you know, Euron is the king of the water. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, the, definitely. The Greyjoys have always had the the strongest water fleet, and they're definitely proving it now. Um, Cersei's the fucking devil. <laughs> um, um, but because she's been the devil from, like, day one, it's almost just, like, it's almost impressive now. <laughs> like, right. yeah. as... his face uh ramsey was such a disgusting pig um she is just like she really wants to crush every single one of her enemies and watch it happen and i don't know at a certain point it just becomes like man like nope like, can anybody beat her <laughs> um, right um uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. I. I mean, Arya has to show up at at Winterfell soon. I feel like that's going to make things really interesting over there. Um, but beyond that, I'm not really sure. This one didn't lead me to like thinking a, uh, of a lot of things coming up. It's more so like this was just a an explosion of things happening, and um, it's a nice it's a nice way to get into this this whole war that that we're entering although boy that travel thing really bothers me <laughs> right? right it's just like instantaneous uh, yeah. i am going to uh dragonborn i'm here yeah um, yeah so we're, yeah i i get that you know travel by water is quicker but still you know when King's Landing to freaking uh, uh, Winterfell took like two months. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess uh, now would be a nice time for me to be sitting in the podcast studio looking at the map that, that you made, Shane, so I could really yeah. understand the amount of travel that just took place in right in, in one episode. Um, Ooh, we need that. We need like one that's uh, got... Uh, uh, a legend on it you know so we can do yeah. do the miles and stuff like that yeah um because you know based on previous i mean brienne and jamie traveled for an entire season right <laughs> um and like yeah that was on horseback and stuff and they they hit a they they hit a bit of a a, a hitch on on the way but they were on the road <laughs> for an entire season <laughs> And John's just like, yeah, I'm gonna drop by Daenerys's place. Just <laughs> <laughs> shows up there the next day. Um, the winds were kind, he said. We yeah, like so yeah. I, I really um, that is very bothersome, um, but there is cool action and good story movement. So all in all, a, a good episode. Yeah. It also makes me feel a lot better that Sansa reacted to Bran the way I always do. <laughs> 
It's like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> you high as fuck, aren't you? <laughs> well, just think about Sansa, you know what I mean? Uh, she's got Arya to come back, and what the hell is she going to think about that? Yeah, yep, definitely. All right, guys. Great job. Thank you, thank you. All right, thank you for listening to the Out of the Loop podcast. Follow us on our Instagram or Twitter at OOTL Podcast. And if you want to send us an email or give us some tips, tricks, send it to OOTLpod at gmail.com. Um, my name is Rodney. I am enjoying this Explain of Thrones with my two good friends here, Shane and Matt. You guys have anything to say? No. Love you guys and uh, stay safe. Thank you for listening. Well, not as I don't love the, the audience, maybe. But I love you, you Ronnie, and you, Matt. So. <laughs> Depending on the audience, I may or may not love you. <laughs> Have a good one. Out of the loop, out of the loop. Out of the loop, out of the loop. Out of the loop, out of the loop.